Smarties, today we dig into how we feel about whether or not a learner quote-unquote needs a diagnosis. We discuss some of the reasons why parents avoid getting a diagnosis and why a diagnosis is not a crutch or an excuse. And we talk about how a diagnosis actually preserves a learner's self-esteem or self-concept. Hi, Smarties. This is Rachel from CAP Educational Therapy Group, and I co-host this podcast with Stephanie from My Ed Therapist. We are both hiring. So if you are local to us in Redondo Beach, California for My Ed Therapist or Beverly Hills, California for CAP Educational Therapy Group, we want to hear from you. Go to our websites, www.capedtherapy.com and www.myedtherapy.com com for more information on how to apply to join our teams at CAP Educational Therapy Group and My Ed Therapist. At CAP Educational Therapy Group, we specialize in learners with ADHD and executive functioning challenges, and My Ed Therapist does all the things. Again, you must be in California and you must be local to us at our respective practices. We are excited to hear from you and let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 193 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we are talking about if your child needs a diagnosis. This is one of those FAQ questions yeah. that we get a lot. So let's just like start off the bat. You do not need a diagnosis in order to start educational therapy, at least with CAP Educational Therapy Group and my ed therapist. Correct. The reason being is that as educational therapists and learning specialists, we go to the pain point. Now, a diagnosis can be really, really helpful, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode, but we just wanted to clarify up top, if you haven't gotten a diagnosis yet, but you suspect that something is going on differently about your learner, you absolutely can get started in the educational therapy process, and part of the benefit of that is that we can then guide you in a certain direction based off what we're seeing and our expertise too. Even if you don't suspect something and you feel like your learner could benefit from just making things easier, you don't need a diagnosis. Those are fun clients. Oh, for sure. So we do have an opinion on this question. I think we should be transparent about our opinion. Mm-hmm. Steph, what's our opinion? We prefer that the learner has a diagnosis. If there is one. If there is one, let me rephrase that. We prefer that they go and seek if there needs to be a diagnosis instead of just either guessing or assuming there's no diagnosis if there is something going on that feels like it's harder than it should be. So we're basically saying there are some clients, some parents out there who say they don't want to get a diagnosis because of a label. Right. We are saying our opinion is it's better to get the diagnosis. Let's talk about why. (laughs) Yeah. You and I always are coming from a place of preserving the child's self-esteem. Not getting a diagnosis can have a lot of consequences 
And getting a diagnosis can and should have a lot of consequences too. But this is when parenting and framing information, just we frame the world for our kids. Mm -hmm. And so this is just another moment in which you would do that. So let's talk about the reasons parents can be reluctant or not there yet or not interested in getting a diagnosis first. So we can sort of talk through that. The first is the label. Let's start with that. Mm -hmm. We always get curious about that. And oftentimes this is like a mindset issue that parents need to work through themselves too. I was going to say, here's the thing. Your learner, your child, even you yourself know that there's something. Yeah. Not pursuing finding out if there is or what that something is. I feel like can be damaging for self-esteem. Yes. Can be damaging for potential. Sorry to interrupt, but the parent-child dynamic as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's this self-fulfilling prophecy that if you feel like you can't do it, a lot of kids won't. So if they know that they can with support or know why this is hard and how to approach it differently, that can make a huge difference in their life. And we're talking life altering course. Yeah. So there's a lot of parent perspectives in getting a diagnosis, in questioning something about their learner, about their child. One idea is that give them time, Mm -hmm. right? Which not always a bad thing. Sometimes we want to have time. And sometimes it helps, but sometimes it doesn't. This is why getting started in educational therapy can be meaningful because we've seen it all. And so our expertise can guide families in a direction, one way or the other. And another perspective that parents have is we'll deal with things as they come. And like you always say, Steph, when a learner has challenges, let's say starting to read, Mm -hmm. it's usually indicative of something more going on. It's not just usually that. Mm -hmm. And other challenges will pop up and emerge in different areas at different times. We did an episode very, very early on, the whack-a-mole episode, which we'll link in the show notes. That was a early episode about how you sort of manage one part and then something else presents itself, right? So another reason is the shame cycle. There's a couple of things. Number one, the death of a dream can happen because you want something for your child and maybe they're not achieving it in the time frame that you thought or in the same way you thought. Parents, it's not your fault. Right. There's a lot of people that think that if they had done something differently, maybe it would be a different outcome. There's that part of the shame and it's not something that you can control. Then there's the shame of if you relate or one of the parents relates and one doesn't. So it's really looking at it from a, how can we get curious and find out what's really going on in order to help? Let's be really explicit about why a label can be a good thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. As you said, Steph, the learner knows that their output is different. Their input is different. They're experiencing things differently than their peers. They are comparing. Even in first grade, I remember absolutely thinking to myself, first and second grade, I'm different. Yeah. 
So what we do is by giving them a more profound understanding of who they are as a learner, how they experience the world, how they take information in, we are disassociating that from intelligence because mm-hmm. it's not related. It's not related. And that's the biggest thing. It really is not related. And so if you can really find out if there's something else going on, you've heard me talk about my reading journey and how I was a late reader and how I got diagnosed most recently with auditory processing. And that is why. And my intelligence was a thing that was keeping me afloat. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was because I was dumb. Mm -hmm. And my parents didn't know better. You know, this was also a long time ago. But my mom says to me today, when I've talked to her about this, if I had known, if I had only known, and I had been able to give you some of the things then that could have made it easier, I absolutely would have. To preserve your concept of self and your concept of who you were in the classroom and who you were in the world, of course. We know better now. Yes. So this idea of, you know, I don't want to give my kid a label. Let's be very clear. A diagnosis is not a crutch. No. It is an explanation. And it is a path forward in terms of providing support, but it's almost an outdated idea from when we were kids because they were labels back in the day, right? Yeah. And we didn't know. And educators didn't know. And we know so much more about the human brain and about how information comes in and how information goes out and how intelligence works. And we just know so much more now. So the framework through which we are looking at this is very different than when we were all kids. Absolutely. And you know, you guys, when I was told, yes, you do have auditory processing, it was such a relief. Of course. You already knew. That's the point. You knew, Rachel. You knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. But now that it's there, and sometimes when I say, oh, sorry, my auditory processing, give me a second. I have an explanation. I'm not blaming myself for maybe I wasn't listening or maybe I was... right you know, I wasn't paying attention or maybe I'm not smart enough to know what they were saying, but really it was just my brain needs to catch up for a second. You're able to model that and show that and experience that and not turn it inwards and blame yourself. The takeaway for me is I feel so much better knowing and understanding how my brain works and giving myself a pass. Granting yourself some grace. Yeah, exactly. Rightfully so. And I think there's a lot of learners that if they knew and understood how their brain worked, they would feel the same way. Yeah. We do believe in figuring out what's going on. Why are problems creeping up? Mm -hmm. Like we've always said, and like the research shows, it has nothing to do with intelligence. And when we don't give a diagnosis, the only thing a learner can understand is that something is hard for them. And it must be because they're stupid. We have to give language to how our brains work. Mm -hmm. We are preserving self-esteem of our learners with a diagnosis because then they can go and they say, oh, it isn't me. I'm not the problem. This part of my brain needs help. It needs support. I love that. This part of my brain needs support. 
Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to go into all the different nuances of everything. You give age-appropriate information and answers always. Absolutely. You're not going to sit down with a four-year-old and explain all the different nuances of executive functioning, right? That's not appropriate. But you can say, figuring out the orders of things can be hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work on it. Just like mommy is working on this and daddy's working on that. We're all working on something. We're all working on something, guys. We're all working on something. So have have a a great great week. week.